Hey, it's Chef Carla, and welcome to Cooking is the New Healthy. This podcast is about how we cook, how we eat, and how we show up in our real lives. This podcast is completely unedited, and it follows the style of my videos on Instagram. I'm at Chef Carla underscore C. And today's guest, I'm just going to get right into it, Jessica. Jessica and I worked on cook and chop together. So if you don't know, I have an online cooking school and Jessica was my director for cook and chop. And we literally filmed it in one day. It was an incredible feat and the video and her direction, it just like everything came together. And if you're part of that or you're thinking about it, I definitely want you to check out her work. And she's so much more than a director. She's an artist. She's a Kamari consultant. Like, I can't even, I'm going to have you introduce yourself because there was like so many facets to your work and how you shine in this world. So go ahead, Jessica. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I am so excited to talk to you. I feel like I haven't talked to you in so long, so it's nice to see your face. And I'm really excited to chat. So just a little bit of background about myself. I'm all those things you mentioned. I'm very multifaceted, but I consider myself an artist, an author, and a minimalist. And I work with clients as a lifestyle coach, and I focus on mindful living through creating aesthetically aligned home and workspace spaces. And I am also a certified Kamari consultant, and I am also the co-host of the podcast, Mind Space Minimal. Love it. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. I'm excited about that. I would love to hear your feedback. Yay. <laughs> so I'm going to go into food questions because I am a chef and I find them so fascinating. And Jessica, like literally, yes, we filmed Cook and Chop, but you like learned all of those techniques. I totally did. <laughs> person. <laughs> um, so your last meal, what was it? So that was breakfast. Um, I had a gluten-free, uh, half of a, um, English muffin mm -hmm. and a vegan hot dog, <laughs> a handful of cashews and sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds and yeah, that was my last meal. And prior to that, if we're working backwards, I did like a ginger, turmeric, oregano shot. And before that tea, before that lemon water, and then I was sleeping prior to that. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love all these rituals. So <laughs> what is your eating philosophy? I know that you're plant-based. Yeah. So I think for me, being consistent is important. I cook a lot. So that's why I I love cook and shop. <laughs> oh, I love meal prep. Um, I follow a vegan diet for about 13 years now. Um, I prefer cooking at home because I'm a pretty picky eater. I make sure that I'm eating all the colors of the rainbow. Um, especially now, I make sure I'm taking my vitamins. But I try to get as much nutrients from fresh foods as possible. So, like when I say eating the rainbow, I just look at my plate, and if it looks like it's lacking a color. I'll try to add that color. Um, however, I love dessert. Um, I'm not into deprivation at all. Mm -hmm. And I consider eating dessert as supporting my mental health. 
Mm -hmm. So that's more or less my eating philosophy. Um, I eat like every three to four hours. Um, I prefer cooked foods to raw foods. I'm eating like a lot of veggie dishes, uh, a lot of cooked veggie dishes. And yeah, that's pretty much how I roll. Um, I don't really have, follow a eating fad or diet per se. I just kind of like eat what I feel I need to nourish my body at any given time. I love it. I love it. So what is your typical, it's, you gave us some of like what happens during the day, like your tinctures, yeah. and, mm -hmm. but what does a typical day look like? And when we're talking about this, we're in, we're in COVID-19 right now. So it may look different than your normal day, but what does it look like right now in terms of food, drinks, whatever? So routine is important. Um, I'm not treating this as a vacation. I do spend the vast majority of my time at home nesting and dwelling. And that's my whole vibe. My company's name is Spark Joy Dwell. So I do spend a lot of time at home. And then when I'm not home, I'm in clients' homes. And so I'm a believer in routine. Um, you know, not strict routine, but it's just something that makes you feel centered and grounded. And I'm a huge believer in that your day starts the night before. So I typically will pour myself a glass of water, leave it by the bed. When I wake up in the morning, I drink the glass of water and I will even sometimes walk into the kitchen with it and squeeze some lemon in it. And then when I finish that, I'll boil water and I'll have some tea. I've been really into um, floral teas like a hibiscus or a, uh, a rose tea, just the floral vibe I'm really into. Yeah. And then like I mentioned, I'll, I'll do like a ginger shot. I was doing for a while like citrus juice in the morning, but just like a half a glass. And then I put chia seeds in it. And then I wait. I guess I'm really big into digestion. So yeah. whatever I'm ingesting, I'll try to wait 20 to 30 to 40 minutes before I eat solid food, if I'm doing like a juice. So um, you can hear the sirens. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so quiet in my neighborhood since this all has gone down. And now hearing the sirens, it's pretty funny too. Like, oh, oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, New York City noises. Um, so after I have my little citrus juice, or now I've been substituting for my little like really potent ginger shot with the vitamin C in it, what I will do is then I'll have a pretty big breakfast. Um, and yeah, like I told you this morning, when my breakfast was, it's more or less the same thing every day. I make sure that I try to have some greens. I saute my greens like you in the morning and just like throw them on the side or I'll do like avocado or tofu scramble. Um, you know, to be fair, I have cooked for myself since I was really, really young because I was such a picky eater. So my mom at some point was like, do whatever you want. <laughs> You're tall enough to stand over the burners, cook for yourself. And I mean, she was a great cook and would cook a lot of things, but I always liked everything plain. So she would just like leave noodles on the side for me. And then I would dress them up how I wanted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much, uh, you know, my, my routine in terms of, um, you know, the night before and in the morning of, and like I said, I eat every few hours to keep my cortisol levels in check. That's a whole other podcast. Um, and I'm way into food prep. So I'll make quinoa or rice for the week. And then I've been doing the thing with the kale. 
That's oh, a kale. What's, what's the vegetable with, uh, it looks like kale, but it's with an L. It starts with an L. Oh, the lactinato. It's the, yeah. It's the same, yeah, it's the same. They call it dinosaur kale. Yeah. yeah. So I'm doing that. I'll like cut it or, you know, rip it up and put it in a bag, add some air in it, or I'll like lay it down and freeze it. So that's kind of how I've been surviving because I'm not leaving the house. Maybe like every 10 to 12 days, I have to get greens. Yeah. I've been freezing a lot of things. Um, but it's, it's been nice to sort of not be interrupted with my meals or like have to go out or anything like that. But, um, yeah, and I'm not a big takeout or eat out person. So my day to day hasn't really changed that much. I'm always bringing food even when I'm out working. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like take out maybe like two or three times a month, but that obviously has stopped now because I am extremely paranoid. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I love it. I love hearing about your routine. So I'm going to go into, this is like a, the, the second part of this podcast. And it's actually, I just love listening to people's tips and tricks and how they show up in their lives. And what I have people do is suggest three tips that people that are listening to this podcast can take action from. Mm -hmm. and can apply it to their lives. And I would love for people listening to take note of these and to tag us on Instagram because like the point of all this information is so that we can apply it and really make our lives um, not necessarily better, but for you, I'm thinking that your tips might be along the KonMari method. Um, maybe it just brings some more joy and some more beauty to our lives. So I'm excited about your tips. I don't yeah. know what they're going to be, but I am, I'm curious. Well, I help people create space in their homes and in their lives. So I try to practice creating space for myself first by staying yeah. in my own home and also taking care of my health, which, which, you know, will translate to practicing self-care. For me, that's meditation. I do something called transcendental meditation. I do mm -hmm. yoga. I also try to give myself a break. And I mean mental and physical break, but yeah. it's tough for me because I like to be active. But I'm really trying to exercise compassion for myself right now and for others because I think we really need that from each other. And just, you know, being easy about things, taking it easy. That is hard for me to master. So that's something that I am working on every day. Actionable steps that I would give somebody listening to this would be imagine your ideal lifestyle. One, two, create an ideal lifestyle vision board. And three, make physical space for this lifestyle. So you could even boil this down to one and three. Imagine your ideal lifestyle, make physical space for it. And that's it. So I try to live by that. I love that. I love that. I actually have, and I'm looking at it right now, I have a physical vision board of my life. I love it. I really do have one. And it actually has pictures of my family. Mm. and myself and I have little sayings like little mantras all over it and just like 
little things from our family life yeah. and it lives in our living room. I love so, that. Thank you. So everyone can see what, what our ideal, not ideal, yeah. what our life is. Yeah. And the things that you care about and, you know, it's cool to have aspirational things on there too, but I think a lot of times people forget it's okay to put things on there that you currently have because then you're also exercising gratitude mm -hmm. and giving, um, yeah, just giving gratitude for the things that you have in your life that are very meaningful for you. Something that I've been doing with my vision boards, I make like one or two a year. Um, yeah. I'm not a new year's resolution person. I think that that's, um, that's a lot of pressure. It <laughs> is a lot of pressure. I think, um, being easy, you know, and taking things in stride and one step at a time. I kind of live more by that philosophy than anything. But what I've been doing is kind of treating my vision boards as a to-do list. So I'll make a beautiful vision board. And then as I achieve something, I'll just check it off, like on the vision board. I'll just oh, put it that. over it. Like I've completed that done next, you know? And so now when I look at the vision board, I feel proud of myself that I have, I not only committed to something, I followed it through and I even achieved it. So I think it's also about the small wins. Like even if you have one check mark on, you have like a hundred things in your vision board. Good for you. You yeah. know, you finished something and there's a lot to be said for having completed anything that you set your mind to. I love that. I'm like taking a deep breath. So like bring yeah. all that in. Cause it's a lot. I love the idea of having multiple, multiple boards as well. Mm -hmm. you I have, have to retire them though. Like I retired this retire one. Them? Them. Yeah. Because I didn't throw it out, but I just retired it. That's not very Kanmari. I should probably get rid of it. But I, I feel like when I go through an old box of mementos, I like to see the board and what I achieved on it and also what I moved past and didn't, it ultimately didn't happen and I didn't care about it. You know, like you can kind of see where your desires lie and then what really mattered and how you worked towards what really mattered and the other things kind of fell away. And then when you look at the board, you don't even mind that you didn't complete that task or go for that thing or try to achieve that goal because it was outside of what you truly desired. And hopefully like those are the things that you're actively working on every day. I love that. I love that. And so in terms of Kanmar, I'm going to ask a question with that. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of that, like when you are a Kanmari consultant, when you do this for a living, you even like, I guess I often say this, I teach what I need to know. Does that apply to you? Oh man, that is a great question. I agree with that. I find that every home is different. Every family and space has its own challenges. So I'm learning something from a client's home every time I walk into their space or anything having to do with lifestyle coaching because I wouldn't be doing this if I wasn't learning something on a regular basis. Cause I mean, if you have all the answers, where's the challenge? Yeah. You know, I, I want to be met with some sort of challenge that I can also help a client overcome. And for me, it's a lot of Tetris. I think like we're trying to decide 
you know, where things go, but that's really something that happens at the end. I think what I work on mostly is helping them on their journey on, on their journey to discovering what it is that they want for their ideal lifestyle. So I'm seeing it through their experience and I'm also feeling really inspired. Like I don't feel drained after I leave a session. I feel really energized and I feel, Oh, you know, I need to quick write something down or, um, I need to do some research on that later because now I'm inspired by them. So it's just kind of like this lifelong journey of collecting information and knowledge. And I think that we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if we weren't students. Yeah. Constantly. You know, students of life, students of psychology and students of like living and loving and like learning how to be expansive and abundant and for me, compassionate. <laughs> I love that one. I think that that one, your first thing that you said is, is literally the hardest thing for me. Literally the hardest thing for me to have like ease and mm. for me to have like a little bit of grace for myself because I'm constantly like you doing. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of, and I think that that might be really a great one to challenge people to do. Because I think that this is a societal thing too, right? Yeah. To take it easy. And yeah. I mean, that's become a platitude, like, let it go, take it easy, chill. Um, I love Esther Hicks. Or do you like Esther Hicks? Are you an Esther Hicks fan? I, I just started. Okay. Just started. She uses this phrase sometimes called chill. She says, chill, focus, and expect. And I wrote that down a long time ago, like years ago. And I put it on a bulletin board that I have. It's like faded from the sun. It's been up there so long. Okay. And um, that always catches people's eye because they're, they seem like they're opposing ideas, like the idea of chilling and then expecting things to come. Mm -hmm. But chill, focus, and expect, I think, is so beautiful. So I try to like embody that as much as I can, even if I'm not doing it, even if I feel like I'm not succeeding at it, I'm holding that in my consciousness in some way, because it's very hard for me to chill. It's very hard to quote, take it easy. So chill focusing, which is good for the A type personality, right? Yeah. Focus, work on your thing. And then just like drop into a state of expectance. That's also hard for me. I try to do that, but I am in resistance to it a lot of the time. So, you know, just being aware too that, you know, it's like, yeah, I have all these like perfect sayings and quotes that I can, you know, pull out whenever I need them, but it's really trying to practice them. So I think just the effort that you put forth to try to practice it, that's enough. You know, like that's actually being easy. Just the fact that you brought it up to yourself, like yeah. chill, focus and expect. Okay. How can I do that today? How can I serve that thing today? How can I chill, focus and expect? Um, sometimes I'll just practice like, I'm just going to be in an expectant space today. I'm just going to expect that everything goes correctly. Or I'm just going to chill today. I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to have no expectations and just relax. And this is also, you know, if this is within people's ability to do those things. Um, some people do not have the luxury of doing chilling 
right now, right? I mean, we're home constantly, we're working from home, we have families, we're juggling a million things. Um, focus is something that you have at your disposal. So you can use that for literally anything that you're doing is, you know, sort of intense focus. Um, and maybe gratitude. <laughs> gratitude that you're able to do any of those three things that she says she'll focus and expect. I love that. I'm going to have to link, I'm going to have to link the Aster Hicks to this show notes so that people can check it out. Yeah. Um, it'd be cool if you found that one. I don't know where it is. I mean, she I'll, mentioned it a lot. I'll have to look um, because I know, I know that people, even with the, the chill, and I will say this because I'm, um, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and I do like a zillion things. There are, even if it's a chill for like one breath. Yeah. Like, even if it's a chill, like, and I have two toddlers and life is a little bit chaotic, but even if I start off my morning, like maybe if it's not my full pre-COVID, like I used to do a Kundalini meditation for like a, between 11 and like 22 minutes. And it, I'm not, honestly, I'm not doing that right now. But even if I just start my morning with a deep belly breath before my kids jump on me, um, like that's my moment of chill. Mm -hmm. Like how can we bring in that moment of, of chill, even if we don't have the time, the time, like, I mean, I'm going to quote that, like the time, like, even if it's just for like a second. Yeah. Just try to capture it wherever you can, or also yeah. throughout the day too, you know, when you have, um, it seems rare right now, but occasionally I'll have a positive thought. <laughs> I love it. And I'll go, oh yeah. And like, I'll feel that little like spark of excitement. And then I'll try to ride that into the next moment and see if I can link it up. Esther Hicks talks about that too, you know, like moving up on the emotional scale. And um, I don't want to turn this into <laughs> Esther Hicks Regeneration Corner, but um, yeah, just kind of like riding it. And then in terms of being in that abundant, expectant place, it's really cool how she talks about, um, you know, everything is in, uh, what's that word called? Um, well, she talks about get in the vortex, like be in the vortex. Yeah. So, and that everything that you can think of that you, your hopes, your dreams, your desires are in vibrational escrow. So she says you shoot out rockets of desire and the universe hears that and all those things are collected in what's called vibrational escrow. So I, tr I, I think about that sometimes and, and sometimes I feel so far away from that and it feels not accessible for me. And that's when I go, okay, so don't worry about that. Don't think about that. Just go back to your meditation process. And then all of a sudden you'll get that little spark you're like, oh, I'm in the vortex right now. And then you're like, wee. And then you're like, oh, I lost it. And that's kind of how transcendental meditation is too, because you'll be meditating. And then you'll be like, oh my God, I'm transcending. And then boop, you're out of it. As soon as you recognize that something else is going on, you're completely out of it. So that's why I'm like, you know, you just have to be easy with yourself and, and be grateful and enjoy those little moments that you got, you know, even yeah. now, you know, I think a lot of people are really tapping into nature and I'm doing a lot of bird watching out of my window right now. I <laughs> love that. That feels very, um, 
like soothing. So I'll have that moment and recognize, oh, wow, I'm in a different space right now. I'm not in, and that's when you pop out of it, right? I'm like, oh, I'm not worrying right now. <laughs> and your mind's like, get back to worrying, you know? So I think it's, it's so moment to moment. So yeah, like the belly breathing in the morning, like that's an excellent thing. It's like one small thing that you can do. For me, it's hard to like remember to do things because we have such like extravagant routines of like you gotta do a million things um yeah so we can talk about the extravagance of the routine like because pre pre-covid like i agree with you 100 percent. my my morning routine is very elaborate mm-hmm and I would get up at 4.30 in the morning and I would journal and I would meditate and I would drink lemon water and I'd go work out before my kids got up. Like, it was like so intense um, Monday through Friday. And now it's like, okay, even if I just get that deep breath in, <sighs> okay, we're all good. So it's like bringing it back to what you said. I want to like highlight that, like what matters. Mm-hmm. And I think what matters the most now is your health, being in a good state of mind, feeling that you can self-soothe and find comfort, be with your family, connect with friends. And I've found even lately for myself that I feel like I have everything that I need for nothing else. And that is a very um, surprising feeling, but also a very comforting feeling. It sort of makes me sad because I'm like, I just want to do what I'm doing, which is not much of anything right now. It's a lot of um, self-reflection and, you know, I am working on projects, but all in all, I just feel really grateful for what I have in my life and who's in my life right now. So I, I can't really complain. You know, I feel deep sadness for what's going on in the world. And that's actually been the major cause of my anxiety. Like I just feel really constantly affected and sad. And that's when I just have to say like, this is not, that vibration is not going to help healing the world. You know, I got to shut the news off. I can't be connected to that in a real way because that's not going to help my community. You know, I, I, I just focus on reaching out to people, connecting with people, Um, supporting local businesses if I can, you know, like if your audience wants actionable steps for that too, you know, reaching out and trying to just even support friends and family if it's within your means, you know, I think uh, lately it just feels like I just want to help people and share information. And um, I feel like it's almost irresponsible to be marketing oneself right now and I feel like if we're in the healing arts in any way we should be here for service and yes. so I feel very um happy that I can give myself to helping people right now and also leaning on people you know a lot of my friends and family and people that are, are in the healing arts have been supporting me and giving me help and good vibes and just energy healing. And that's all we can do for each other. And hopefully we'll be able to come out of this a lot stronger. And um, 
I'm very hopeful and I think about people that are spending this extended periods of time now inside the house yeah. and um, really getting in touch with what matters for them too. Maybe we'll come out of this and people will change their occupation. Maybe we'll, people will cook more and yeah. see how valuable cooking at home is and how nourishing um, their family, like you've mentioned before, is an act of self-care. So. I'm actually pretty hopeful that this is a good experience at the end of the day that people can come out of it with tools and, you know, maybe people are learning how to clean their house for the first time. Awesome. Do laundry. Like you're saying, cook food. Um, and also just be more caring and mindful and health wise be like, Oh my God, you should see my vitamin regimen right now. I'm like, I can't ingest anything else into my system because every other hour it's like this tincture, this vitamin, this liquid. So also that I think in a few weeks, I'm going to take a break from that and just like stop all vitamins for like a week or two and like recalibrate because I feel like I'm a guinea pig of, you know, vitamin C, <laughs> vitamin, all the vitamins. So yeah, and hopefully we'll be able to get out more and get fresh air a little bit more. Are you walking? Are you going outside at all? Yeah, so I live in New Jersey, um, outside of the city, and we have a neighborhood that is very spacious, so I'm able to get outside. I'm able to walk. I'm able to have the kids are able to play outside, and we can maintain really um, – really ample distance between other families and other people. So I'm very fortunate that we have that green space. And yeah. even today it's raining here. Um, it was pouring earlier and my kids, like I literally just put on their rain boots and we grabbed an umbrella and we went outside and played in puddles. So <laughs> I, I'm very fortunate with that. That's so nice. It was raining here too. I just wanted to lay in bed and that's usually not my style, but I'm like, answer the call, whatever you want to do right now, because you have the time to do that. Right. Yeah. But I'm really sick of this overcast business. I can't. I, handle it. I see. I love it. I love it. I love it. Do you know why? Because of my food photos. Oh yeah, you get the perfect lighting. <laughs> perfect. It's like if there's a rainy day, or better that a snowy day, yeah. I cheer because I shoot only with natural light. So it's like a nice diffusing, like just a diffuser, so you can create that even on like really really bright days. Like right now, I have my curtains are open, but if I close it, I'll have like a really nice diffusion. Diffused light. Yeah. 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 I, I don't like the um, overcastness because there. I was literally getting so nerdy out about this the other night. I feel like my mood changes when the barometric pressure changes. And oh, that's that, interesting. What's that um, thing? It's uh, seasonal affected disorder. That Something like that. I have a light that I use. Um, I turned it off because I'd look really crazy right now if I had it on, but. Um, it's just a light and it's supposed to mimic like daylight. Yeah. And as soon as it turns, cause it's on a timer. And as soon as it turns off, my heart sinks a little bit. 
Oh, wow. So it really affects you. I'm really sensitive to it. And I'm like, yeah. why do I live here? We <laughs> <laughs> used to live in like San Diego. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in sunny areas, but yeah. now living in New York, I, I mean, you, you have a culture here, you have Push and Pull yeah. which is fantastic, but I'm also really a hippie. So yeah. having sun or feeling like closed in and not in touch with nature, that's a constant struggle, but it's been so nice because it's been quiet. So all birds, like there's a lot of bird watching going on. This beautiful bird is like sings in the morning. So, and I don't hear people walking down the street yelling in the morning. I just hear the birds singing. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. So I'm trying to like ride those moments too, of just being in gratitude for waking up to a bird singing rather than someone kicking a trash can. <laughs> I mean, it's like the small wins. <laughs> small wins. I think we're going to end it on the small wins. Yeah. And I want to thank you so much for just dropping your knowledge and especially just giving us hope to aspire to slow down. Mm -hmm. Like, and even just like those tiny moments. And I also want to make sure that people know how to work with you, okay. how to find you. And also I want them to tag us on social media. So I would love to see if they slow down and obviously they're not going to post this the day they slow down, but if they slowed down just for a moment, I would love to see it. If they like got up and heard birds singing, maybe create a little video. Like yeah. I would love for people to just take a pause and to tag us so that we can continue the conversation. So where do we find you, Jessica? So you can find me on Instagram at sparkjoydwell. It's all one word. And you can also visit me at sparkjoydwell.com. I'm offering special um, virtual in-home sessions right now. And you can read more about that. My services on my website. And you can also listen for free. And subscribe to my podcast, Mindspace Minimal, and that's on Spotify and iTunes. And it's on all the other ones, but I, you know. It is. It's <laughs> you know how to find us. So yeah, it's Mindspace Minimal. And Carla, I want to thank you for just like brightening my day. Every time I open up Instagram, I see something yummy. I <laughs> want to immediately like. Thank you. And cook it. But then I'm like, I don't have any ingredients today. <laughs> so I just look at your, what you share on social media with um, just gratitude and appreciation for what you do and just keeping such a positive, upbeat channel. I think that means a lot to me. And when I look at social media, those are the things that I'm really trying to focus on now. So thank you for everything that you contribute. Oh, thank you so much, Jessica. And if anybody um, wants to learn more about me, everything is on Instagram at chefcarla underscore C. Um, please rate and review and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. And if you want to learn more about Cook and Chop, which we mentioned a number of times, you can just head to Instagram. Mm -hmm. Everything is there. And I'm going to put Jessica's information in the show notes. I'm also going to put um, 
her offer in the show notes in case you want to check out that. And also Esther Hicks, we got to put that up in there. Um, I'm going to have her on. Thank you so much, Jessica. And thank you for just being such a, you know, I loved working with you. And every time I watch those videos, I mean, literally I get reminders all the time of like our work together and I'm just so thankful for you. So thank you again for being on here. And I hope that people can take that ease into their life, even if it's just one breath. Mm -hmm. Thank you everyone. Bye. Bye.